morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. It's actually noon right now when we're recording. I hope everybody's good and fine. We're back here on the Source TV. As always, I've got my co-host, um, Wandi over there, the Don. How are you doing, my captain? All good, Duma. All good. Excited for the weekend. Uh, life is coming back to peak standards once again with the Premier League return. Basketball as usual, keeping me busy. How are you doing? Ah, I can't complain. I'm just hurting. I'm hurting. I'm hurting because of these nuggets. But that is a story for another time. With us today, we have got our Arsenal correspondent, our... Sometimes he comes through with some basketball chats, but he's mainly our Arsenal man. He's our footy man. Paco. Hey, what's up, guys? It's good to be back. Uh, You know, I'm feeling good, man. Excited about the Prem. Shortest weight we've ever had. So, yeah. You know, good times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exciting, exciting times. The Premier League comes back this weekend, and that's what we are here to talk about. What people see about what they foresee coming through the season in the Premier teams that we should look out for, and all those star players. But obviously, we will be having a further episode to do with the Premier League once the transfer window has closed. But as we stand right now, right here, how do you guys feel about the Premier League? Who are the teams to watch for you? What do you think is going to be happening? Do you see any surprises? Wandy, what do you have for me on your end? Um, So this Premier League season is going to be a compressed season. The Premier League does want to finish the season in May. So we're going to see a lot of games week in, week out. That's in everything Europe. Um, Premier League and domestic cups. So I think it's going to be very busy for the top teams who are in multiple competitions. It is going to be tough. Squad depth is going to be a key factor. Chelsea have managed to address their issues by basically signing a player in every position. They have a striker, they have a winger, they have a midfielder, they have a defender coming into the team. I don't think they're done with the window. So they have that advantage of squad depth at the moment. But it's just a question of how quickly can the team gel together. Man United, as usual, it's a class that's half full and half empty. We don't know what to expect. We're hoping for the best on my side, but we still need to, we still have a few things to do. Liverpool, obviously, still looking favourites since they have a strong team. They did prove last season they didn't need to change their team. They won the league by 22 points, so, so that's quite chilled. Man City, as usual, always coming in strong. Arsenal also improving. Uh, Everton are going to be strong because they don't play in Europe. But yeah, that's my that's my um, that's what it's looking like before the season starts. Yeah, I saw some. There are some very interesting points that you brought up there. But this season. Squad depth is going to be a big thing. As you said, the first thing is that the Premier League is going to be on a big, big fixture compression uh, vibe this year where everything has to be done and then these players still have to go out for the Euros. So that could be a big factor in everything happening. Paco, how do you think your, how do you see this Premier League season panning out? 
Yeah, um, like you said, the fixtures are really compressed. Eh? So every team is going to need a big squad. You know, you can see a lot of teams just um, uh, adding a lot of players in different positions. Uh, normally, you would think that it's unnecessary, but with the way the games are coming thick and fast, we're going to have so many injuries, you know. So I think that's one thing most squads are trying to address at the moment. You know, make sure that they've got good rotation for um, the cup fixtures, the Premier League fixtures and all of that. But yeah, I think it's going to be, you know, quite exciting to see. Um, also, you know, the whole five sub, also the whole five sub thing um, as well is still going to be continuing. So I think that's going to help a lot um, with um, how things are, things are going to shape out the season. Um, if I remember correctly, um, the FA have actually gone back to the three sub rule. Um, I, I, I can be stand. I'm allowed to be corrected on that one, but um, I think the FA did vote that they're going back to the three sub rule. So I don't think the five subs will be inside there because simply put, lots of teams do not have the budget to be able to be putting in five subs. I mean, imagine playing Manchester City and at halftime they change half their team and you've got Riyad, Mahrez, Gabriel, Jesus and all these Fernandinho coming in. These are all international superstars. You would literally cry. All of these games would be ending 5-0. So I don't think the substitutes will be a factor, but definitely when it comes to people being injury prone, um, it is a big thing. When we look at our big teams, it's going to be so vital that teams are able to adapt and change up situations, be it that a player test positive for COVID, like what we saw with Kylian Mbappe and the French team, or through injury, as we said. Out of the big uh, four to six teams, which team do you think is most able to to change it up and change their system and change their shape without being affected in terms of performance? Which team has got the most ingredients per se so that they can come up with the best dishes all the time? Because one thing I can tell you about this season, it's not going to be one of those seasons where you only use 15 players and each player plays in their own position. Everybody is going to have to be versatile. They have to play out of position here and there because it's a real thing. If somebody gets COVID, if a COVID test comes back inconclusive, let's say the day before a game, that player will not be able to be fielded. So who do you think has got the most ingredients to make the different dishes in this Premier League this season? Um, well, I've got to say that uh, I think, I think um, Chelsea, Chelsea are looking extremely good because you've got players like Havertz who can play as a number 10, can play as a number 9. You've got Ziyech who can play on the right wing, can also play as a number 10. You know, you've got so many players in different positions that are able to play different posi another position while Werner can play central forward. He can also play left wing. So um, I think that Chelsea are serious contenders this, this coming season. Like, I, I think they're going to do wonders, actually, compared to last season. Okay, and Wandi, um, on your side, I would just like to see, what do you see the top four looking like in your ideal world, Wandi? From what you've seen right now, not saying what could possibly happen further on in the transfer window, what is your top four at the moment? 
So my top four at the moment, I would say, just to start the conversation in no apparent order, I would say it's... I Ma need it in order. All right, fine. I need it in order. I'm not letting you get away with that. I'm not <laughs> yeah, no, don't cop out. Give us your Come order. Come on. <laughs> cop it out. I, this is the pre-Premier League. This is where we all start our predictions from now. Okay. Put your money where your mouth is. Okay. In order. In order. At the end of this Premier League season, the winning team will probably be Liverpool 1, Manchester United 2, Manchester City 3, Chelsea 4. Let's go from the bottom. Chelsea will be fourth because they conceded more goals than any other team in the top half of the table by four. They have the firepower going forward. They scored the third most goals, but I'm still worried about their defense. Yes, they just got Thiago Silva, but he's 37. I don't think he's going to play that often. <laughs> it's a new team. It's, there's too much inside the team for them to really perform well. Maxwell finishes third, but I'm putting them at fourth. Man City, uh, Man City, I'm putting them at third because, okay, you guys know me and Man City. I don't rate them that much because they're the City rivals. And also, they're a very, very good team. But I just think Man United, if they get what they, I know you said without the transfer window being done, I believe we are going to get Jaden Sancho before the window ends. So I'm going to without add him. Without Jaden Sancho, Ooh. my brother. Fine. Without Jaden Sancho. Sancho, Man United will finish third once again. <laughs> Man City will finish second. And Liverpool should be able to take first if they're as angry. But this season is going to be difficult to predict. But to be honest for me, Man City or Liverpool win this season. One or two, I think the season will be decided on like the second last game day of the season. It won't be like an early decider like, like what we just saw now. Paco, do you have any, any objections there before I wait? Yeah, I've got a massive objection. Uh, <clears throat> Man United coming second. Mm. <laughs> yo, okay, I think that is, um, yo, I think that, yeah. I don't want to be too harsh, but I think that's outrageous. <laughs> You're not buying it at all. Uh, I, I'm not buying it. I, I, I just don't see how they're going to finish second, given the way the other teams around them are strengthening. Um, you know, I still think they have certain positions that they need to address. Uh, someone to partner with Maguire is, is a big requirement if I think they're going to even come close to second. So, so yeah. All right. Yeah. So, I'll, I'll ask you on what you think, but I'm going to weigh in right after Wendy right now. Okay. Let's start right. with how I foresee the seasons. I'm going to start at the top. First place, I've got Liverpool winning the league. Based on how we're sitting right now and how, what our team is at the moment, Liverpool finished 22 points ahead of everyone last season. I don't believe people are going to be able to catch up. Do I think that we're going to play at the caliber that we did last season, throughout the season? No. But even if we were to get six points less, I still believe we have enough to win this league. In second place, I will give you Manchester City. Manchester City purely because of their squad depth. That squad depth, they can go two and even three men deep in every position. 
fair and fine, they might not have the things as in, in the centre-back role and all of that. But with all that they've got going forward, I don't think they really need centre-backs. Manchester City are the type of team right now, against any team outside the top six, I already give them a 4-0 win before we go far. That's the only reason why I see Man City in that position. In position number three, I actually have Frank Lampard and Chelsea coming in in position number three. Position number three, Frank Lampard's Chelsea, they have bought out of their socks. Those guys have bought all, all the... You can argue all you want. You can shake your head all you want, Andy. I know that the fans can't see right now. You are fuming <laughs> from your side of the screen. But this is how I see it. Frank Lampard, I, I've been watching him as a manager since he was at Derby County. That man got Derby County into the playoff finals, showing you that he actually has a, so, a sort of imprint and he's got a winning mentality. He wasn't just like a Pep Guardiola who was thrown into from his first coaching job as Barcelona. He actually had to earn his stripes first. So that's why I feel like he's got some bite to him as a manager. On top of that, I think the players that they bought, Werner, Kai Harvest, um, Thiago Silva, Chilwell, all of those players. Ziyech. Not Ziyech. All of those players are starting 11 players. All the players they bought are going straight into that starting 11. And everybody, guess what? Who's coming out of that starting 11 becomes the bench. So a Chelsea team that finished in fourth last season, that team is basically what they've got on the bench. Talk about firepower on the bench. The only thing that doesn't get them to winning the title or coming second is just that championship uh, caliber. There are lots of players that, didn't, uh, what, that weren't actually bought from the English Premier League. That's my only issue with them. They might take six to eight games to, to get settled into the English game and have a feel for the English game. And six to eight games is already too late in this modern era of the Premier League. And then in fourth position, I had led with the question of uh, players that can play multiple positions and teams that can produce different dishes because of this. Because I believe my man Arteta, my man Arteta, I'm saying it now, call me crazy. Call me mad. I've even got an Arsenal fan. Yeah, he doesn't need to do it. I'm not doing this for you, Paco, so stop blushing. <laughs> I actually believe <laughs> that Arteta can do something with this oh, Arsenal team. Will he have to play out of his socks to come in fourth? Yes, I do believe he will have to play out of his socks, but I believe that he's actually got a plan. He's actually got a plan, and he's addressing the right position. Oh you you guys saw a taste of Arteta towards the end of last season. You guys can tell me all you want that it was towards the end of the season. People didn't care about those games anymore. But let me tell you, as a Liverpool supporter, as a supporter of a big team, nobody likes losing to Arsenal because we all like going on Arsenal fan TV to see you guys <laughs> crying your hearts out. I don't enjoy listening to Arsenal fans being happy. So... Let me tell you this right here. Even when Arsenal beat Liverpool, as much as I brushed it off and said, it hurts. I do not like losing to Arsenal. Arsenal! Arsenal! Nah, B. Those guys, 
are a problem. So you cannot tell me that as a Manchester United supporter, as a Chelsea supporter, or as a Liverpool supporter, your team being beaten by Arsenal doesn't do anything to you. I don't, I don't buy that. But Arsenal have also got some potent players that are versatile. I'm talking about Saka. Saka, who can play left back, right wing, left wing. Uh, Maitland Niles, because he's still there at the moment. I don't think Wolves have bought him. Yeah, he no, can he's, play he's right not leaving. Back. He can play right back, central midfield. He can even play in the front three. You've got Aubameyang, who can play on the wing, who can play in the middle. Hey, whether you like it or not, you've still got Ozil. He might not be versatile, but he can pick many locks. That guy, if his head is straight, he can do. So I'm seeing lots of versatile players, and they've actually got depth. The only the issue with Arsenal, why nobody sees them as a championship contender, is because all of their players are that sort of 75 to 82 FIFA rating players, with the exception of Aubameyang. So with that, they've got no one special, but everybody in their squad from starting guy to the deepest of bench they are all sort of in that same category of player you understand so their depth is there so if you take out one person it doesn't hurt them as much as let's say for instance a manchester united if you take out a bruno fernandez just one player it will shake the ranks so much because they've got no player of a similar level to come through if uh, Arsenal, besides that one striking position of Aubameyang that he can't afford to get injured, he kind of everybody else in that starting eleven is replaceable, going down to the goalkeeper, and that's what you need in this season. Someone, when somebody is down, you can just come and replace. I mean, Arsenal beat Liverpool in the Community Shield with half their team still on holiday. Let me tell you, the Arsenal you see in the Premier League and the Arsenal you see in that community shield aren't going to be much different, to be honest. As long as Obama Yang is there, that's their only game plan. Manchester United is too vulnerable in too many places. In, in, if they lose one, either one of Bruno Fernandes or Paul Pogba, they're done for me. I don't see them. If they have a Rashford or a Tony Martial or a Creed, all of them for some reason don't have ankles. They've all got ankles made out of toothpicks. Those guys are so susceptible to English. If they lose one of those guys, they're gone. The only position that they can actually afford to lose, that they should lose, is actually the hair. The hair is the only replaceable person because we all know that Manchester United will still start with the hair. And if he gets injured, that will be a blessing in disguise. <laughs> I foresee Manchester United coming in sixth place. In uh, place I'm resigning. And then, <laughs> then, then you can have the best of the rest. I don't want to hear about Mourinho. I don't want to hear about anyone else. But that's my top four. I'm sitting here first. That is what I'm saying, guys. Arsenal is going to be fourth. Manchester United fifth. They're too vulnerable for me. However, Get Jaden Sancho, we might have a different chat. But as we stand here now, the line. So in that case, you guys seem I I hear no I hear no arguments from you guys. I hear no I no 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 we the knowledge I mean look we wanted you to finish. 
You're wrong because, because I felt like there's some things there that I have a qualm with. But this guy okay, let's start creepy. with you, Paco. Go for it, my man. Don't preach propaganda yeah. like this guy, please. I beg. <laughs> come, come. Well, um, come. I think I think um, yeah, my predictions, my my top four to five. I I think I've got to agree with Duma with Liverpool. I think that the way that they performed last season, even though uh, towards the back end of the season, you know, they kind of slowed down a bit, but these were just unprecedented times. We had that long break, people came back. I still think that gap is just too much for any club to cover in a season. But I think that City's frailties last season were down to one position, really, and that was um, Laporte getting injured. So I think if they address that situation um, and they have a very solid star, you know, defending star that can come in um, and take over the spot if, or play with him, if he gets injured again, that person can carry the, the, def- uh, the defense again. I think that they can be um, contenders again. You know, they've got um, Ake as well. I think yeah. that he's not going to be the second guy, but I think he might be the third, depending on whether or not they get like uh, Kulibali or um, uh, Diego Carlos from thingy from Sevilla. Um, they also got that guy, Fernand uh, Torres as well, uh, taking over Sane's spot. I think that he's going to be quite an exciting player. And, you know, we still got that midfield. Full Foden is coming into his own now. Um, we've got KDB, player of the year as well. I mean, the, that team is still extremely strong. I think that it just came down to defence, right? Um, third place, I gotta agree with you again, Duma. Chelsea, I think that they've got all the right stuff, but I just think that it's going to take maybe a season for everything to to gel properly, for you know the team to come together, for Lampard to try his different tactics. I think they're going to win a trophy. I just don't think they're going to win the Premier League in their first um, uh, season. So, fourth place. That's the one where I have issues. As much as it pains me, and I get what you're saying, I just don't think we have enough right now, especially in the midfield to take fourth spot. <laughs> I really don't. Thank um, you, Paco. Thank you. I Thank think you. that it is the coin toss for fourth place. I don't think Man United is locked into fourth. I think that there might be a scrap with Leicester, Wolves, ourselves. Even surprisingly, you never know if Spurs might try something this season. Sorry, sorry, um, sorry. I'll just stop you there, Paco. Yeah. If you ever consider Spurs in the top four, we are going to ban you from the show. Hold <laughs> on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, let me finish. Ten, let me Spurs finish. took ten steps backwards with Jose Mourinho. Sorry, as soon as Jose Mourinho. <laughs> Spurs, let me, let me, let me finish. But I, I, I think, I think. <laughs> I think Jose was judged unfairly because a lot of his players were injured when he came into the job. He didn't have Harry Kane. Um, I think Son was, was, got injured as well, Dele Alli. I, I don't think he's going to get fourth, but a very, very outside sh- uh, like shout for fourth place. You could, you could say that, I mean, he is Mourinho. He can surprise. He's the special one. You know, anything can happen. But, that guy yeah, is um, finished. I'm going to have to lock in my fourth as Man United fifth Arsenal. I okay, think. okay. Thank you, Paco. Okay. Thank you, thank you. Thank I know that one you... I know one <laughs> you are just dying to the top of my head. One you are just dying. 
What are you going to say? I've got answers for any question that you've got. Come on, bring it for me. First of all, Duma, I think what you said was a whole lot of nonsense. Um, <laughs> does have a bit of, they do have squad depth. Put some respect on my, on my, on my attackers. We have ankles. We don't have ankles made of toothpicks, first of all. Toothpicks don't finesse shots Who, like that. Who's an attacker? Bruno Fernandez. I'm talking about Martial, Martial and Rashford. They can like, they're like... If Martial, Rashford, from Martial, Rashford and Greenwood, that's your front three. If yeah. any one of those guys gets injured, what's mm. happening to that team? Well, all three, of them, all three of them can Daniel play. James. All three of them can play as a lone striker. All three of them can play on the wing. So already our front three, if we lose one, we can shift and change from those front three, first of all. On our bench, we have Daniel James who can run. I don't like him shooting, but he can do the running part of the winger's job. We have okay. one Mata can step in for like 60 minutes one a game. One Mata, isn't he 60 years old? Yeah, he is. He was there he carrying the Ten Commandments there with, can... with Moses and Co. Wandy, I can't one believe Mata. you're backing one Mata. Yeah, bro. Like, <laughs> he's I... got the best. He's, he's the most effective player on the field. If he comes onto the field for 30 minutes, he's highly productive. He just can't play 90. That's a fact. Whenever Mata Carry comes on. Onto, okay, one anyways. Mata. Old, old man Juan Mata. <laughs> you got Dan James. You got Juan Mata who can, who can give us something. We could change the formation as well to try and accommodate for anyone. Igalo is there coming off the bench uh -huh. doing his things. Um, in the, in midfield, I actually forgot there's a guy called Igalo. Oh, dear, Igalo, is a, he's a good striker. Highly productive. He does something every time he gets onto the field with his minimum. I'll give you Igalo. I won't even trash Igalo. Oh, as much as I'll trash matter, but is it also Igalo also a pinch? But carry on. In midfield, <laughs> we have Van der Beek who just came in. We still have Scott McTominay. We still have Nemanja Matic. We still have Fred. Your midfield, midfield it's, it's, got, it's got good depth, I must say. No, like, your midfield, I've got nothing yeah, wrong no, it's, with it's it. Quite your sad. midfield, I've got nothing wrong with it. That's probably the only place that will work. And the only problem that I could see in your midfield is that you'll have so many players that these people will actually get played out of form. Mm. If you keep switching and chopping and changing, you'll have so many options that you might actually have an issue where too many players is actually your downfall in midfield. And then we go to your, your back line. Uh, our back line... It's got the number, the people are there. It's just that the quality is lacking. So at the moment, with the window not being conclusive, that'll be our weak point as usual. But we have two world-class goalkeepers who can save us, basically. Because Bae, we know, is probably the most injury-prone defender in the league. Um, Juan Bisaka, world-class at the back. I see but going forward, did. a bit of a problem. Brandon Williams, Luke Shaw on the left, at the left-back position. It's quite good. What we could actually do to fix our problems up front is play five at the back. So we'll have maybe uh, Luke Shaw, Maguire, Lindelof as our three defenders there. We have Brandon Williams and Juan Bissaka as our wing backs. And then from there, we, if Martial, Rashford or Greenwood gets injured, then that is our facilitation procedure. I hope Solskjaer has the same answer I'm all, me. I'm all for that. I'm all for that. But um, when I think of... Um, uh, changing formations and things like that. Man United, I don't think they've got the managing facilities to be mm. changing formations. They need to concentrate on one formation and try perfect it and get people to plug in. If we go back to Manchester United's 
um, shambolic display in the FA Cup uh, semi-final. They're displaying the semi-final of Europa. Um, dog, when they went to five at the back, they they were they didn't have the things. They didn't have the facilities. So, what I do you think? It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an adaptation issue because now when we play four at the back, we play four at the back for like 31 out of 38 games of the season. We'll decide short notice, okay, we're playing five, five at the back this weekend. I don't think there's enough practice being taken into it for that modification and all. So I think if we decide to play five at the back more often, we definitely need to do it more often. Well, Wendy, what we can say is that the long and short is ultimately, you've brought up some good points, but Ole, he's not going to do it. The best thing you can do is just get a new manager and then, only then, will I consider you again uh, a, a top four prospect. Get Sancho or change your manager, then we can talk again. But personally, there's nothing that you can tell me at this point in time to to change my mind. I'm sorry. I'm just sorry. I'm just sorry. Anyway, Fine. that's all I've got to say on my side. We would like to hear from the rest of you if you think that you agree with me, if you agree with Paco, if you agree with Wandy. But everybody knows that I'm correct. Paco, thanks for having oh, wow. me. Thanks for pulling up on the show again. Thanks for pulling up on the show, Paco. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. It's, it's always a good time. No, thanks. Thanks a lot, eh? Thanks, Paco. And hopefully, hopefully your team does me well. Captain, until next time, yep. I'll take you out. You know where to find us. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers.